WhatsApp says, I had the most beautiful dream. We were together sitting in a tall forest. The wind was clean and the birds were singing the sweetest melodies. It was the perfect day and all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and climb inside your body so that we could stay one happy family. and gentlemen was a clip of what we will be discussing today on your Wednesday episode weekly edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. Now I will remind you this is going to be a full spoiler review of the 2023 horror film Evil Dead Rise and I am so excited to bring this to you guys. But first off I want to address a couple things. Number one I was supposed to drop this on a Monday. Scheduling changes, busy time, just didn't fit it in. So I'm going to drop it as a weekly Wednesday episode and we got busy week next week coming up, obviously, with Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. I have a, a podcast review for that with a guest. And I also had the WWE Black, uh, Back, Backlash review. I said Black. Backlash review coming out as well. So I got two big episodes coming up for you. So I'm going to give you a little quick, little 30, 40 minutes here, maybe. Maybe it takes a little longer than that. My full discussions of Evil Dead Rise, spoiler on from here. My rating for the film, positives, mixed, and negatives, like always. And, of course, I'm going to give you... A ranking of the Evil Dead franchise, which consists of five films. Now, I will state this as I take a drink of this Mountain Dew real quick. That Evil Dead is one of my favorite, not only my favorite horror franchise, one of my favorite film franchises in general. They don't put out a bad movie. You could say some of them are campy, they don't age well. I have a lot of nostalgia for them, I have a good time with them. Now, that being first, I appreciate all the support and everything else like you guys have. The constant downloads, everything you guys, the promotions. Thank you all. And it's very, very helpful for me. You guys push me every week to put out new content with you guys. I thank, thank every one of y'all. That being said, we're going to get it right into Evil Dead Rise. Now, I will let you guys know spoilers here from all on out. If you haven't seen the film, I suggest you right here and right now to go ahead and stop this review where it is right now. Come back later and do that if you want or whatever. So, that being said, let's get right into it. So, Evil Dead Rise is basically, as you like to say, it is the fifth installment of the Evil Dead franchise. Now, there have been rumors for years that, and it's the fifth feature film, while it is also the, uh, um, it also comes off for the Ash versus Evil Dead TV series. You know, everybody knows this, that there have been many plans for direct sequels to the 2013 Evil Dead film, which a lot of people say is a reboot. I think it's sort of a sequel. The Army of Darkness film that came out in 1992 and the fourth season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. There's been so many installments that are plans that were scrapped. But 
I know one thing for sure that this film today had a for what it is. Well, first off, I want to talk about this. First off, the fact remains that Lee Corin directed and wrote this. It is you know Sam Raimi came out a couple years ago, man, announced that there was going to be a new film in development, and they, he had Rob Tarver was it was involved. Him and Bruce Campbell were going to be executive producers on the project. That was the first big win for me, and I'm so glad that this film got a theatrical run because everybody said it was going to go straight to HBO Max and thank God it did it man because it deserved a theatrical run because the, the reviews came out everybody was praised and said it was the best of the franchise the scariest of the franchise and I heard that before but I was like alright whatever so blowing up that day that Wednesday we went and saw this on last Wednesday well actually on Wednesday so whatever the date is <laughs> seven days ago there was going to be a when me, my girlfriend, and my stepson, we all three went out to see um, Evil Dead Rise. And before anybody jumps on my ass about this, my kid basically is 10 years old. I've been watching horror films since I was 6 years old. Okay? I know what horror films it take him to see. And if he wants to see Evil Dead Rise, which I try to talk him out of it, he wanted to see. He goes, I won't be that scared. So we're the whole day, right? I go pick him up from school. We're excited. We're everything is ready. Just to, you know, we're all gung ho for it. And of course, the more you know how it is, you walk into a film that's already got great reviews. You're thinking, okay, I don't want to go in here with high expectations because I don't want to ruin my feel for it. Whatever. And of course, I was fine with it. And as we were going, as we were pulling up to the Cinemark Theater here in Greenwood, Indiana, my favorite theater that I've been to in Indiana. It, my expectations start getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher to the point I was like, let's rock and roll. So, that being said, the first thing you open up with this film is you find out you meet the three these three characters, Teresa, Jessica, and Jessica's boyfriend, Caleb. And they are vacation basically at a lakeside cabin. And the opening of it, you know, you get that pan view of a cabin or whatever, and you find out that Caleb's flying out on a drone. He about hits Teresa in the head. Caleb lets her know that his girlfriend Jessica, that we haven't seen on screen yet, we were about to, is sick, and she he has Teresa go in and check on her. Now, as Teresa gets up and leaves, anybody knows this knows that cabin setting they had when you open it up, it's very weird because it looked like they had it at an angle shot because the hills were kind of like like part of like the the seas like for Moses type. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, they're kind of up on its sides and the castle not castle the hill kind of looked like something you see in a Hansel and Gretel novel you know it was very creepy she goes in there she texts on Jessica and she's basically knocked out she's sick and Teresa sits down she's reading a book and the next thing you know basically um Next thing you know, basically, is I had to answer a text message. Um, to <laughs> Caleb, I mean, sorry, Teresa starts is reading her book. Jessica is sitting up on her knees in the bed with her back towards Teresa so she can't see her face. And she is quoting the, the, the things that she's reading. Then Jessica throws herself to the floor. Teresa goes check on And then that's when Teresa basically is taken over by a dead a deadite. And she basically grabs Teresa by the throat and basically scalps her. And then she runs outside. Teresa's bleeding from all over the place. Caleb's in shock. Jessica is basically a demon. She falls into the water. 
And Caleb jumps in after her, not knowing that she is possessed, and he ends up getting his head decapitated. And then you get a cool shot of, of Jessica rising up out of the water and Evil Dead rising in the background. And you're like, okay, good opening. And then you find out this is one day after the events. So you're like, okay, so we're getting a little, like a little, little teaser that this is whatever. So one day earlier we get, and we meet a guitar titian named Beth and she is on a toilet and she finds out she's pregnant. She is in LA, obviously Los Angeles. And I want to let you know, she goes to see her, her sister basically, who is a single mother to, to a recent single mother to three teenagers, Danny, Bridget, and the preteen uh, Cassie. And, Basically, she pulls up, and I want to let you know the opening shot of this basically condemned apart Los Angeles apartment complex. Just basically, it's just this old raggedy building, looks like an old hotel basically that was turned to an apartment complex. And the way it's shot, it's raining really hard. And when Beth gets out of the car, she looks up and she looks all the way up, and it's just this old ass building. And basically, you know. Ellie is, and now I want to talk about Beth. I'll talk about Beth, but I want to talk about Ellie. Now, Ellie is played by Alyssa Sutherland, and I will let you know this. She was incredible in this. To me, she was the best part of this movie for what, she, and you've seen the trailers, obviously, from her, from what she was before and after as a, when she was becomes possessed. She basically, in my opinion, and this is just me coming from, she's one of, been the, one of the best possessed Portrayals of a possessed character who's been possessed by a demon I've seen on film in a while. And because we see a lot of possession films, because The Conjuring has become very popular and now everybody wants to be one. Um, I haven't seen the Pope Exorcist, the, the Pope Exorcist movie that Russell Crowe came out. I would I would like to watch that eventually, but I haven't seen it. But recent memory, Alyssa Sutherland, she gets a lot of applause. And also, just everything about this, the way this film is shot. It's dark. It's grindy. It just has an Evil Dead horror film vibe to it. Like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, they really... And I'm already in the film about 5, 10, 15 minutes. I'm thinking, they were really going to put those on HBO Max and not give this a theatrical run? This is really good. And it's just starting out. So, Ellie is uh, sitting there getting a tattoo gun ready. And Beth comes. And she is giving everybody gifts. And she has words. I forget the, uh, the, the, the father's name. And... Ellie excuses Danny Bridge and Kess says, go get, go get pizza. And she tells her what happens. And now they got to move and everything else. So as the kids are coming back into the apartment complex later with the pizza, Beth is trying to find the courage to tell Ellie she's pregnant. And basically Ellie is like Beth's role model. So you get that sister, that big sister vibe with her. Like Ellie's basically like her mom. She's always been there for, her. she's always had her back. And basically, as Danny, Bridge, and Cassie come back to the apartment complex, the building is shaken by, because they are in Los Angeles, is shaken by a damn earthquake. And next thing you know, the whole fucking, everything happens. So, when that happens, Danny finds a big hole in the ground. And he decides, he looks down, says, what, he takes a flashlight, or his phone looks and says, what is down there? And of course, you know, us being kids. And Danny's also a DJ, too. So you're going to get why it's kind of important why he, what he finds. So Danny, you find that he was a DJ. He, he drops down and he's searching through this. And he finds some religious artifacts and three phonograph records from 1923 and a strange book. And the, I always say the name wrong, but we're just going to call it the Book of Dead. Now, here's my initial reaction. Knowing the franchise like I know, I'm thinking... 
okay, we don't know what timeline this is in or whatever. And next thing you know, they let you know that that as when Danny plays the photographs after researching it and doing his thing, he realizes that there are three books of this. Before that, Danny is trying to open it up and ends up cutting his fingers on the edges of it, and the blood opens the book up. When he's playing the the when he's paint, playing the phonographic records, you hear one of the priests. Because if you flip through the page, there's three priests you see in this. As he's flipping through it, he's flipping through it, and you hear in the background as one of the priests says, "I want to well, go through it and look through the Book of the Dead." And somebody yells out, "It's a book of it's called Book of the Dead for a reason." That was Bruce Campbell doing a cameo voice in it because everybody knows Bruce Campbell has came out and said it physically he cannot play Ash Williams anymore. He's just too demanding on his body. And what we got of him in and the three films we've gotten him and the TV series, I think it's good enough to let Ash Williams' character take a rest, man. I mean, he deserves it. If they want to reboot it one day completely and bring him back, I'm fine with it. But anyway, so... Obviously, they get back there and... As Danny was a vest game, his Bridget was begging not to mess with it, not to mess with it, and of course he does. And he immediately announces, as he is the the the, the uh, as the church is the 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 uh, mono the um, gosh dang it, the phonograph record is playing the chant or the 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 chant that the book chants out, and then all of a sudden you get that old evil death feel of all that 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 zoom up that fast can as it's going on. The base of the dead eye is coming, and all you know, as the building power has already gone out, Ellie is isolated. She goes into the elevator because she's going to do some laundry. The building power falls, basically falls out. She gets attacked by an unseen force, basically, and you all know what it is. She comes back later, and by the way, this is a scene where if anybody has watched Evil Dead, when she gets trapped and wherever, I immediately went because girlfriend's sitting to my left, little man's in the middle, and I'm on the right. And immediately I'm sitting there going, Adrian, cover your eyes. He goes, why? I said, cover your eyes. Because I thought if you've seen the first film and you've seen the 2013 film, the girl basically gets raped by the trees. And I thought that was what was going to happen. And it didn't. So I was like, okay, thank God. So anyway, next thing you know, Ellie is awoken or she wakes up. She comes to the apartment in trance. And she and it's a scene where she walks to the kitchen and she's having the eggs. And she does this little thing where she's talking and my nine in like just a very chilling way, and it's up. It's one of those old school camera shots where you see in the background, you know, Beth and the kids, and you just see the camera view, her voice saying how she wants to cut you up and live inside, so I'll be one half fan. And she falls to the ground, and she goes, "Don't let it take my babies," and she dies. So Beth goes to Ellie's neighbors, and they help her lay rest in her bedroom. They're trying to search her way out, but obviously they go to the staircase. The staircase is collapsed. The elevator is obviously damaged, and they can't accept the accept the, the fire escape. So these two neighbors and their names escape me because it's been a week since I've seen the film. But you know, you meet a you know a, a character that is very like a Christian wants to pray and everything else, and I kind of laughed a little bit. And I will let you know the one negative I felt in this film, like. Evil Dead is either horror and mixed in with it's either all the way full horror and it works, or they go full comedy with it being a horror film and it works, or they put them right in the middle and it works. The one, the big negative I had with this was I felt like this film could have, in my opinion, could have done somewhere 
you could have had that. You could have put more comedy in this film to make it feel better, because it was it has a runtime ninety seven and it is quick, bam, bam, bam. But I feel like if you could have put some dial, better dialogue for a couple characters, it probably would help out. Now I want to talk about the um, and also there's this older an older gentleman who is. He, he's an old school type of neighbor. He's got a beard and big pot belly, smokes cigarette type of guy. You probably sit there watching NASCAR, eat a, and eat and watching NASCAR, or whatever, watching the six o'clock news with a six pack of Bud Light. And he's they're trying to get out, figure a way out, and and they they can't up. And then you know Beth and Ellie have this little moment together. She's like talking to her or whatever, and of course you know. Um, Ellie arrives and, and she attacks her family and she wounds Bridget. I mean, she fucking gets Bridget really good. And then, of course, you know, um, the kids are strawed by that. And and Beth ends up getting back to the house. She locks children outside. And she basically, Ellie goes out there and pursues an attack. She bites one of the neighbor's eye out, spits into another kid's mouth who chokes on it. She rips another kid's arms out. And then she, off camera, she kills the, the big dude. And and Beth is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, and Danny says he opened the book and it happened. And then of course we get that chilling ass scene in the film where Ellie is you know outside like come to mama now come to mama open the door open the door you know trans talk to her and Cash is like you don't look so good I'm not let me little kiss. And she opens the door, she grabs her, and it's just so intense. Like, with the moment, you knew she was going to grab her. You knew she was. And I jumped, my girlfriend jumped, little man jumped, and we just jumped off the room like, oh, my God. So, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and the two taxer and and then Danny and Beth are kind of restract, distracted. They rescue Cassie. They lock Ellie out. Locking Ellie out. Bridget gets involved with Ellie, and Ellie takes a tattoo gun and she scrapes her basically with it, and she falls down. Whatever. And basically, I'm trying to think. Some home guys. I got to drink with my real quick. So Bridget. She ends up, Bridget, I can't even talk. Bridget ends up becoming, Bridget ends up becoming possessed. She attacks Beth. And this is the one scene that made me cringe really bad. The cheese gray scene. She takes a cheese gray, hits her on the leg, and she pulls off. And you can see her skin come off. And then she stabs Danny. And stabs Danny. And all, before before she attacks Danny, she stabs Danny and it goes after Cassie. She's sitting there eating glass or whatever. And, and of course, Cassie ends up taking a broken broom handle and, sta- and, and stabs her in the head. When, before that, they wrapped her up and she gets out. She attacks Danny. While that goes on, Beth goes and listens to the third record, How to Exorcism Deadites. And they learn the priest failed and his allies are all possessed. With only one complete destruction of hoping to stopping all the uh, deadites. But when now Bridget eventually gets up, she stabs Danny, and it's very brutal how she stabs Danny. She stabs him, and Bridget ends up being set on fire before dying, as 
Ellie, you know, Ellie is now, uh, she goes to the apartment events. She, uh, realizing that, um, realizing that she realizes, then as she gets to the apartment events, she comes down and she realizes that Beth is pregnant. And she says, little bastard child or whatever. So a little creepiness. She tries to rip the fetus out. And they end up incapitating, incapitating her with scissors. Like they go up through her chin. And I thought, oh, and I cringed. So, and so, of course, you know, whew, it's, it's just, this film was so quick, guys. So, plain and simple, I should have took notes for this. <laughs> it is what it is, man, at this point. It's an all-over review, at least. I will give you how I feel about things and everything. So, basically, uh, you know, Cassie has to come to realization she's lost her brother, her sister, now her mom. And this is where Beth, they have a moment where Beth is like holding her. And Beth is really, is really mixing me. I feel like in a lot of scenes, Lily was, Lily Sullivan was really good as Beth. But I felt like in some scenes where she was being genuine to Cassie, I just didn't buy it. And so that was a mixed aspect for me. But overall, all three of the kids, perfect casting. Perfect casting from what I thought. Now... I also felt that this film was very fucking gory and it gets the gorgeous ramp. So they go outside. They're going to leave. They're going to try and escape. Obviously, Elliot's re um, revealed. And basically, all the bodies of the neighbors, everybody that was killed outside, they all go and as, excuse me. Beth takes the double barrel, takes a shotgun, and she goes outside. She gets grabbed by one of the old men, and she blows. She shoots the the, uh, the demon that has possessed. Um, she possesses Ellie. She shoots her leg off or whatever, and they start transit. And then everybody comes back that's been killed already. And they, as that happens, the book, the Book of Dead, is turning pages fast. And you find out they become this big limb creature known as the Medora. And they climb apart, attack up top of the elevator that um, that Cassie and Beth are in, and all the. And then this is where the blood comes in, and this is kind of a little throwback to The Shining, in my opinion. If you ever seen The Shining, the elevator opens up and the blood comes out. They go to the bottom of this elevator, find, and the blood comes out, and you have the final showdown in the parking lot, where Cassie is kind of isolated. Beth is trying to escape. The creature wants Cassie, and then she takes the chainsaw, a little haunt, little Easter egg to the original Evil Dead, and she saws the living shit out of him. Um, she decapitates the head, uh, Ellie's head. Ellie falls, and then whatever. And basically, before that, Ellie made a comment she'll be a failure's mother, and she kicked Ellie's head and chipped her, and they skipped the building together. Now, I will state this. I felt like it was a good out in the third act. It Very glory, very blade, but I felt like you couldn't come up with something more creative than that. You couldn't like maybe maybe we could have done something different with that act. And they just walk out like nothing's going on. And of course, the next morning we find out where Jessica, Jessica lived in the apartment. She lived in the apartment complex. She and that's where she is attacked by the unknown force and the film ends. Now I will state this. I will state this, and this was a quick review. I, I should have took notes, guys, but I've been so busy, and I promise I get this review out to you. So I apologize that I'm all over the place with it. Um, I will let you know this, too. I really did enjoy this film. I thought it was really good, but I feel like it was what it needed some comedy. 
I feel like the ending was just too easy. I felt like we should have got a better climax. Because the reason why I love, and I'm going to give my ranking here in a minute, but the reason why Evil Dead 2 and the Evil Dead 2013 film are so highly regarded in the franchise from fans that I've seen, including myself, the third acts are always really good. The tension's really good, and they balance it out really well. Now, I will state this, too. I love the fact that they got, we got out of the cabin and we got to the apartment complex. I thought that was a really, really neat trick to do that. And I've always thought that that was a good idea. They were getting out. They were getting out of the cabin. They were going to the to Los Angeles. I wish they could have you know, got out of the cabin a little bit and maybe, you know, somehow, some way, that creature got loose and they got on the streets a little bit and it got out that hectic. But you know how it is. And I know some people online were kind of crying about the fact that Jessica just walks out the next morning. She just knows we're going, look, man, anybody that's been walking out the door with their phone up the ear and whoever's talking on the phone about their plans, what they want to do, we have all done it where we've been focused on one thing to get to our car and get to our next issue. We have never looked around. I've done it. We've all done it. So that being said, here's my thing. Positives. Love the change of the atmosphere. Score is really good as well. Nice soundtrack. Pretty damn good casting all around. Um, um, Lighting and the cinematography of this is really top notch. Gory as fuck. Mixed. Beth is really good in some scenes, but I felt like some scenes with just her and Cassie, it, there was something lacking with magic. And another thing, I like the creature aspect, but I wish we could have done a different route. I know it was something different, I just thought it was hit or miss. And the negative for me was I feel like we could have got some comedy in this that really would help this out. And I feel like the third act, the final fight, was just a cop out. Though that being scale on a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna give this an eight point two five out of ten. I did enjoy this film. I think it's an awesome film, but I just feel like those little things right there could have made a film. Now, before I end the show, I will go ahead and give you my top five ranking for the Evil Dead franchise. Now, I'll let you know every one of these films I am a fan of, and I would tell you to go out and buy them immediately and add them to your collection. No matter if you're a horror fan or not, I've always been a fan. So that being said. Plain and simple. Number five, the bottom of the barrel, the the worst quote-unquote in this franchise. And I'm going to go with number five, Army of Darkness. Now, I will let you know this. I am a big, I like Army of Darkness. It is campy as shit. does a good job. It just feels like a film that it doesn't take place in even a franchise. It's like an, a one-off or a spinoff. And there's always been that question, like, can we get another spinoff of this film eventually? I've always enjoyed it. You know, the London Bridge is falling down with ash. And then the whole, you know, how about some hot chocolate for you? Like, I've always laughed at that. And I, I did like the medieval thing. But when I watch it, I'm thinking, this is an evil, this is the sequel to the Evil Dead 2, which many people consider a horror, a horror classic. But anyway, I do enjoy it. And that is that. Number four, this might turn some heads a little bit. The original Evil Dead. Hear me out, horror fans are turning their head and looking at me and me like, what the fuck? I like the original Evil Dead. I enjoy it. I think it's a great film. It's a, it's it starts it is one of those films that started a horror masterpiece. Sam Raimi's first direction directing film, I believe, or or his second because he's got a little another film that came out before that. I can't remember what it is, but people know horror people know what I'm talking about. And I've always liked it. What holds it back? Some things that were cheaply done back then they don't age well today. But that makes it great for what it is. That's the one thing about that film. I haven't watched it in maybe a year, but maybe you go back. Top three. Now, these are three films that I thought, whatever. 
Number three for me is Evil Dead Rise. It is number three for me. I enjoyed it that much. It's not a knock against Army of Darkness or Evil Evil Dead. I just felt like just some things were done better. And it also over time films whatever. But in my opinion, as I belch, I apologize. But for whatever reason, I just felt like I liked Evil Dead Rise more than the previous two on the bottom. And that's just what I'm sticking with. Top two, baby. Now we have the 2013 Evil Dead film that many people know me know that I absolutely love. And you have the the classic Evil Dead 2, which is the original reboot of this franchise that people laugh about. So number two for me, and I'm sticking with my guns with this, guys, Evil Dead 2. I love it's one of my favorite horror sequels. I've always enjoyed it. I feel like it's damn near one of the. It, it's like the night, Nightmare on Elm Street Three Dream Wars. It's like the Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter. It's like Child's Play Two or Bride of Chucky. It's you know what I mean. Usually the original horror films like in franchises like The Exorcist, The Lost Boys, Halloween. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're really considered the best ones of all of them. 90% of the, the horror audience will tell you that. There are some that have, but I'm just saying, but like generally you hear when you hear, talk about, hear people talk about the Friday 13th, they always go to part four, the final chapter, or Jason 6. When you talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, usually you say the first one, but a lot of people love Dream Wars. I'm one of them. Uh, what I name? Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2 has always been the top one of the franchise. Everybody, you know, like I'm getting that. Point is, guys. It's one of the better sequels out here in a horror franchise. One of the better sequels in a film franchise you can find. And it's the only film that I have found that has balanced the comedy and the horror perfect together. And it's perfect. And it's when Bruce Campbell becomes Ash Williams, in my opinion. Some funny-ass thing. I mean, there's that classic where Ash Williams is like mad, all the blood on his head. He's like, ha, smiling. I plan on getting that tattooed on my hand one day. That's one of my goals. But I am a big, big fan of Evil Dead 2. And that means number one is the 2013 Evil Dead film. Now, uh... I want to make this clear to you guys. I've always said I felt like it was more of a sequel than a reboot. I will not argue what you feel like. It is what it is. But I've always said this. When I walked in the theater that day, and I was kind of like rolling my eyes because we had gotten that reboot craze from like 2008 to about 2010. I just felt like I don't want to go through another one of these because a lot of them were bad. Let's just be honest. A lot of those horror remakes came out in the late 2000s. They were pretty bad. And I felt like this could be... And I was interested to see what happened. They had a good director. Sam Raimi was involved. I thought, man, what could they do? And I saw the, it's the scariest movie that ever was out. Some reviews. And I walked in thinking, okay, whatever. And I walked in and there were some things in there that scared the shit out of me. There were some things that I had that I loved. But I will let you know this. I walked out of that film after that third act. The most horror, bloodiest metal of a horror film I've ever seen in my life with the blood, the blood rain coming down. I mean, it felt like I should have heard a Slayer song at the end of it. I just love that third act to the point where I'm like, I can sit back and miss everything and just watch that final 20 minutes of Evil Dead or the final 10 to 15 minutes of that Evil Dead film from 2013. And also it's got a great opening too with the dad shooting his his daughter as possessed with a shotgun. That first 10 to 5, 10 minutes to the last... 15, 10 to 15 minutes. If you just put that together for me, I still think it's the best film of the franchise. I love that opening and that ending so much. And the middle is really consistent too with the kills and how it's portrayed as well. But that being said, guys, I still recommend you go see Evil Dead Rise if you haven't seen it in theaters. I still think it's a great film to watch. Um, I Like I said, I had my problems with it. But overall, 
I still stick with my top five. That being said, guys, I appreciate you guys checking in this edition, a Wednesday edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. Streaming every Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on every podcast uh, streaming device you can find. And just remember the famous quote at the end of it. I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Well, sometimes. (laughs) Have a good one, y'all.